Sorry, what? If we don't have an op- opening news sequence, the then noop- we don't have an opening news sequence. That's <laughs> fine. Noopening. Okay. If we yeah. don't have an opening news sequence, noop-ing. then we don't noop-ing. have an opening. Oh, <laughs> Joe, if we don't have an opening, <laughs> I love that impression of Joe. It's my favorite Joe Sana. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's me, Joe. I'm not even making fun of him. <laughs> it's me, 2020 Joe. I'm full of bullshit. <laughs> Wow. Oh, Joe, I love <laughs> Do you. you need I'm so sorry. Do you have something you want to say, right? <laughs> Joe's full of horse hockey, and he knows it. Thank you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ready to dive into Gaming New Horizons 2020. Gaming New Horizons 2020. Welcome. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. We don't. We need gunk. We. Uh. <laughs> you can gunk me. Let's gunk on Joe. This show still has gunk. Yeah. Don't Go- say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Let's apply the gunkosity. <laughs> Yeah, let's gunk up. Everyone gunk up That's together. That's my uh, transformation activation uh, word. I gunk guess. up! <laughs> Are you going to echo that? <laughs> There's too much gunk. Like that one episode of that one podcast we used to listen to, but we don't listen to it anymore? Yeah. It's called like Over, over Bitch the, or something like welcome that. Welcome <laughs> done, done Watch. Welcome to the first episode of any podcast that any of us have ever done. <laughs> Shut your mouth, you! <laughs> Welcome to gaming, New Horizons. <laughs> it is a po- Can you Yay! add an echoey effect to that? I feel like that's what's. <laughs> Welcome to gaming. Gaming, gaming. I, oh, but only me. I have to make the echo. <laughs> okay. Here, wait, <laughs> no, no, no. Gaming. There's three gaming. of us. What are we doing? You guys be my echo. <laughs> you, you be my echo. Okay. Welcome to gaming. 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 <laughs> horizons gaming. You didn't say horizons. New horizons. Horizons, horizons. gaming. It gaming. gaming. Hey. <laughs> hey. I can't gaming New Horizons is <laughs> my face hurts from laughing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> gaming New Horizons is a podcast in which your three best friends talk to you about video games. Kind of arbitrarily chosen to whatever we're interested in. Maybe a new game, maybe an old game, but whatever it is, we vow to do our very best to have a detailed look at the game and an in-depth conversation and talk about why it's fun and why friendship and video games is important. I am your best friend, Joe. I'm your best friend, T. And I'm your best friend, Ray. And we are... The gaming New Horizons. <laughs> the, we are, we're the, each the, taking a word, the game. right? You say yeah. gaming, turns out it's new, and I say Horizons. I'm ho. Well, I feel like my word is not that long. <laughs> <laughs> Me when I'm ho. <laughs> um, I want to really quick talk about the, the change from our previous video game podcast into this one. And, and what it's... I, I was kind of worried that it would be anticlimactic or not important but it was really important 
and it's i've already seen a huge change we've we've picked up a lot of new followers on twitter just from changing and rebranding and we've gotten way way more interaction in the fan discord than we ever had before i guess because it's a gaming challenge or a channel now and not just an overwatch or an overwitch channel um and it's been awesome it's been really phenomenal to see all the gamers come out and talk and be friends and that's exactly the kind of mm-hmm. response that we wanted so keep up the amazing uh work fandom keep up keep being amazing keep i guess thank you, you. It's, yeah thank you for talk into the void thank, yeah listen thank you for listening to us talk into the void and thank you for validating this insane decision we've made to change the name of our podcast to Gaming New Horizons. <laughs> it was not easy coming up with that name, you guys. So, like, really? It was. Feel free it, to it, laugh it, as much as you want, but what? Ray, are you going to poke holes? Yeah. No, I was. Yeah, I was just going to tell the story. Okay, go ahead. We were thinking of a new name, and we had a document open, and Terrence said the magical words. Let's just take two gaming phrases, two gaming words, and put them together and see what happens. And we're just doodle-dopping along, and I'm like, hmm, it would be a fun joke if I put gaming colon New Horizons. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't a joke anymore. It was It was a joke, because when I was reading down the list and that we got to that one, I laughed for a long time. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way we could possibly name our podcast that. But... In fairness, that's the exact same story arc that we went on when we named Overwitch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, some things never change, I guess. Yeah. And we all did proceed to go, uh, maybe. We kind of love it. Mm-hmm. Little mm-hmm. bit. And now it's who we are. It's in our DNA. I mean, yeah. it's like it was DNA. always in our DNA. Yeah, it was always it feels in our like DNA. I, we just have a ni- name for it, it now. So. It feels like I put on a new pair of pants and they fit. And, uh, but you've always been wearing those pants. Like you never know, stopped wearing those. I pants. didn't know what it was like to wear pants that fit before. <laughs> yeah, the over, the over, whatever that old the overalls was called the overalls <laughs> were fitting like they should anymore. I'm like, it, they, um, it's comfortable, but what's with all this extra fr- fabric? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like they said, this was my size. <laughs> And I, I believe, know, we believe like, them. We believe that it was our size for a long there's time. There's like five inches extra off the waist. <laughs> and I have to wear like four belts like Tetsuya Nomura designed me. Mm-hmm. That's a good look. Oh, uh, Ray in overalls with four belts around his waist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and certainly not an Eldritch Horror. <laughs> I'm, wow, thanks for putting me on blast. So um, I'm going to do this to you. So we're, there will be a picture on our Twitter coming up real soon of of Ray in overalls with four belts and uh, and it's going to be do awesome. it and it would be really disappointing if you guys if you guys didn't get to see that like like we're looking at it right now right Joe that would be really disappointing <laughs> I... Terrence if you're going to commit to this you have to draw it uh, it's not no I don't think this is on Terrence I think this is on you finding <laughs> finding a T- some time to go to Value World and buy some what? overalls. And, uh, oh, I thought you meant like draw. Like, no, I meant like actually you wearing them a picture of it. I'm a gamer. Do you think I have money? I'm almost yeah. 100% sure you have more money than me and Joe Ray. That's a lie. I am very bad at money. Well, you spending. definitely look like you have more money than me or Joe. I spend money left and right like it's my job. <laughs> yes. Left and easy. 
Left and Reezy. Chicken, chicken peasy. Chicken cheesy. Chicken and Reezy. No, oh, actually, funny story, so. Chicken and Reezy. <laughs> me and my twin brother, it was, like, the only thing we could, like, share nobody else would understand. We, uh, <laughs> we were visiting some of my dad's friends, and he just casually asked my dad, could I have some chicken and Rizzo? Mm-hmm. And that was just what he was saying about chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not what people say about mm-hmm. rice, but he said it very casually. And <laughs> me and my brother laugh about it all the time because <laughs> it was just so unasked for. And nobody even flinched. It was crazy. Um, but yeah. what we I used to watch this silly vi- YouTube video with my, with my sister. I, I showed it to them a couple of times and they thought it was very funny. And it was just saying a bunch of different foods in silly ways. And what that evolved <laughs> into is one time I went to a chain Italian restaurant with my family and my sister, who has absolutely no um, inhibitions when it comes to being in public and like hiding herself and her true nature or any of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she ordered her entree and they, they were like, okay, do you want a salad with that or a side of spaghetti? And she said... Spagooter. Oh oh <laughs> How old is she at the time? Oh, she was uh she was like thirty-two. Oh no. <laughs> Sharon oh. I respect her. <laughs> I what I like to hang out with my friends, so whenever I'm not with my family, they like to call me while I'm in a friend group and I speak uh and so my friends always shut up. And start just listening to me have a conversation with, like, my mom. And then I would drop words like brownie mix in the middle of a foreign language. (laughs) And everyone would start reeling and losing their minds. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you know what humor is, right? It's the subversion of your expectations. And that's what we do here at Gaming New Horizons. That's what we do here at Gaming New Horizons. That's why, that's what the new came in. Like, we really Mm -hmm. thought about just being called Gaming Horizons. Yeah, but we were like, let's try something new and be funny. Oh, oh new. It was okay. almost gaming Fresh Horizons. <laughs> oh, well, no, it wasn't. Let's it, 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 don't forget to mention it was a gaming podcast that we're doing here. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a video game. <laughs> By the way. Do you want to talk about a video game? I would love to talk about a video game. By the name of Disco Elysium. Disco Have you heard Elysium. This? I heard that uh, that's a popular game. It is a popular game. Uh, I didn't know. I had heard the name a couple of times. I didn't know. I didn't really know anything about it until I played it. Um, I didn't really hear about it until I watched the Game Awards at the end of the year last year. And it won four awards. It won the award for the best narrative, best debut indie game, best independent game, and best role-playing game. Best role-playing game? Are you joking? I mean, it is. It's an RPG. No, I'm just like, I'm not used to, yeah, I know, but I'm not used to any, well, maybe I I haven't seen it in a while, but I wasn't expecting an indie game to win that kind of award, you know? In fairness, though, like, can you think of any good RPGs that came out last last year? They've kind of been out of vogue. Kingdom Hearts 3. Shut up. Sorry, that was really spicy. I <laughs> literally <laughs> forgot that game existed. I, I was going to say, like, Persona, but that came out years ago. Oh, sorry, guys. No, there really weren't that many. There really weren't that many RPGs yeah, no, that no, came no. out last year of, like, super noteworthy. Of note, yeah. So, 
Anyway, would you... Uh, let's start off with, uh, would you all agree with those awards that it's been, that it, that it received? Can, can you repeat them for me? So, best narrative, best debut indie game, best independent game, which is similar, and mm-hmm. best role-playing game. The first three make complete and total sense to me. I yeah. can't argue with the last one simply because I can't think of one. Yeah. I yeah, really I thought it got an award for best art direction or something like that, but it might have just been a nomination. The narrative part is definitely, they definitely, I'm, yeah. I'm all in it for that one. The writing yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. When I I, I kind of kept myself uh, unaware of what was going to happen with this game. I, I tried my best not to know anything about it before I played it. And when I open up the game the first time and I hear this, this incredibly over-the-top dramatic voice read out the line it's just a black screen and just the the line there is nothing only warm primordial blackness your conscious ferments in it no larger than a single grain of malt you don't have to do anything anymore just describing what it's like to be in the abyss like and then that's what that whole scene is is just this over-the-top hyper dramatic existence in nothingness and it's it's wild. Like, it immediately pulled me in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see why it was so well-received. And I, I can already see how much how much work and time and talent went into the game. So we are getting a little a little into it right now. Um, so mm-hmm. what is Disco Ele- Elysium? Yeah. Uh, it, is in, it is in our play... Or, an our playing game. Uh, <laughs> it's a role-playing game. You just clicked the R button. It plays a lot like a tabletop role-playing game. Uh, You have stats. It reminds me the most of a Powered by the Apocalypse game, because whenever you have to do a check of some sort, the game automatically rolls 2d6 and then adds your stat. And if you pass the check, something happens. And if you miss the check, something bad happens. And um, so on and so forth. And the setting, I guess, is a huge part of the hook. In that you wake up from this stupor and you find out, you find out that you are a cop and you are trying to solve a murder investigation. None of this is anything that your character remembers. You have complete amnesia. Um, but the characters in the game include other people in the world as well as a slew of different fact, um, a different aspects of your own mind. So your mindscape manifests as empathy, as physical instrument, which is kind of just your your ability to and desire to affect the world by by hitting stuff or pushing stuff. Um, authority, like all of these factions of your internal thought process processes, are their own characters in the game that your character has conversations with, as well as your cursed necktie if you so choose to put that on because uh, that talks to you as well so there's like a whole <laughs> slew of different like stuff going on with the psychology of your character mm-hmm. at the same time as this murder investigation is unfolding now it gives you a pretty um pretty point like like on the head representation of what it would feel like to literally wake up in somebody else's life in somebody else's body 
which I think that's pretty uh, interesting to think about because, I mean, as you are playing the game, that's kind of what's going on. Um, the way you interact with each character in each... It gives you it gives you the option to interact with the world as if you really have no idea about anything at all, which I love that because you can ask questions that you know the answers to, and in as in asking those questions from people, like for example, you can ask them like what a cop is or like you know like straight up what are any of the words What's you're money? saying, and the person you're talking to will give you their response with obviously their own tailored like depending on how they're feeling or who they are or how they've interacted with you in the past. Some are positive, some are... Most are fairly negative. It doesn't seem like your character was a very good guy. But um, you wake up, like you said, in, uh, being in the middle of an investigation of, a, of, a, of what looks like a lynching outside of this hostel that you live in. Um, or that you've been living in for the last three days and apparently getting blindly drunk. Um... Uh, the game is almost fully voice acted. Most of the interactions that are kind of like you can tell are the not so optional interactions are voice acted, yeah. which are really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's not fully voice acted, but there is a lot of voice. Like the introduction scenes when you're introduced to a new character is voice acted, and then once it starts getting into the branching paths, obviously it would be. It would be a ludic- There's so much writing in the game. There's a, there's so a much, huge volume so of much. different paths that you can take. Because I said I mentioned the necktie at the beginning, which affected my run. You don't have to take it. You could leave that room without taking it, as far as I know. You can miss it. You can <laughs> miss it. Yeah. And there's there's a whole heap and helping of different routes that you can take. Um. But yeah, sorry. Go on. No, you're good. Um, there's, uh, an inventory, which I don't really know what it's for yet, <laughs> to be completely <laughs> honest. Uh, it seems like most of the items you pick up will affect one or more of your stats in a very small way. And, yeah, uh, that's when... exactly what it's for. Okay. <laughs> and then on top of that, your, um, the psyche that he was talking about earlier, the bits and pieces of you that want to do different things that may not go specifically with what you're saying or who you are. I think that's an extremely interesting look. Because yeah. I don't think it's too far off of the truth. Because yeah. sometimes you do get a random thought that makes zero sense. And it's invasive. And it's, it's invasive. Like they can be invasive thoughts. And you can let it be. Just like if it was your own actual thoughts, you can either literally ignore the thought or think about it even further. Which the characters that you interact with will start to notice if you do it too often. So mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. The game is really very different than what I expected it to be. Yeah. But then again, I had no idea what to expect. Ray, what were your initial impressions? I had many. The first thing is that I really enjoy the art style. Um, yes. It's very gritty, but also beautiful at the yes. same time. It looks like everything's been painted. Literally everything looks like it's mm-hmm. been painted. And you're kind of walking around in... In a painting. painting. Yeah. Yes. And the sound um, design and music. Oh, that European track! Mm-hmm. Love it so much! Um... I when I when I played it for the, my first bout, I didn't like it, but I think I just didn't know what to expect, so it kind of put me off of the game. Uh, and I played my second session, and I decided that this game is worthy of my love and attention <laughs> and details. Uh, 
Because I spent about an hour just in the hostel talking to everyone. <laughs> mm. And just kind of figuring out what's going on with that. But you don't have to do any of that. You can just do what you want. And I think that's what's exciting about the game is that you have a lot of options about mm-hmm. who you want to be. And that's kind of the point is yep. what kind of cop are you? Right. And how are you going to make that character and formulate the stats that you, you receive around that? Yeah. So at the beginning, um, when you are choosing the type of cop, I guess you want to be, you get to choose from these three quote unquote classes. I'll call them classes because they have labels and their own stats according to their labels. You can either be the, the thinker who, um, uh, seems to, uh, I, I haven't been able to experience it with all the different stat increases, which I'd like to. This game is, seems super overwhelming getting into it, mm-hmm. but it also mm-hmm. makes you feel like you have to replay it eventually. So I yeah. just, I can't wait to see how long the game actually is to see how realistic that, uh, decision is. But like I was saying, um, there's the thinker, there's the empath who is, you know, the feely person, but I like at the end it says also fairly, uh, uh, fairly unstable, and then there is the 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 basically the house. strength one, the brick house one. He's like, your 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 everything is physical. You're you want to be stronger than it, and you're kind of stupid. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I chose the empath one because uh, sensitive one, I guess, is what it's called, and uh, because I you know I associated myself with that. I think we all chose that one, right? Yeah, we all chose them, that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but I, I'm starting to see where the empath-ish portion comes in. Like, people tell you random... It, it all comes out to what your... It, it seems to affect what what comes to your character's mind as the person you're talking to is talking. Yes. Which is super interesting, because I'd like to know what other things can be thought of, you know? Yeah, I want to see what the thinker is thinking about uh, instead of the sympathy that forms when you're talking to Lena, the cryptozoologist's wife, who is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> but, go on, sorry. Oh no, I mean, like, I, I could go on for a really long time. This game has just, it seems to have, like, it, it shows you pretty much, in a simple way, the very few things you can interact with in the, like, room or wherever you are. But mm-hmm. each thing has so much to, you know, mm-hmm. talk yeah. about and think about. So I, I think that's... Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I feel bad talking about the game right now. Mm-hmm. Even though I put in a few hours into it, I still feel like I don't have enough to talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think because that's worth there's... something. I think yeah. that in itself is worth something. And, I, and I'll get into that a little bit more later. But okay. um, I... I do want to say that, like, the the word that struck me as the best word to describe this game right from moment one, and for every second that I was playing it, was Masterpiece. Like, mm. it is... It, it, to me, it feels... It feels like it's doing exactly what it wants to do. Yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's making any concessions. Uh, and that... That is really cool. Uh, like it, I, it's 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 wild to see how well put together it is, and it really draws me in. Stories about uh, stories about stuff that has to do with matters of the mind has have always been very compelling to me, um, and 
right off the bat, like this thing checks those boxes. And it also deals with like nihilism and very heavy themes of philosophy of life and stuff that I'm historically very into. Uh, so I was like really happy with, with where it was right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. The gameplay itself is so far, I don't know how, how deep you'd have to get in for this to change, but so far it mostly consists of clicking around on the map and clicking on people or things and then having conversations with them. And then depending on how you t- decide to handle those conversations, different outcomes happen. Mm. For instance, when the owner of the hotel confronted your character about the damages and charges that they have and your character not having any money, I took the option to say, oh, shoot, I'm really sorry. I don't have any money. I'll get it for you. And Terrence took the option to say, I'm going to run away and flip him the bird with both hands. Okay, that was not my decision. (laughs) My decision was try to get away without him noticing. I don't know how that would work. He was talking to me. But but I I misrolled, and instead my character decides to sprint for the door after... After having okay. a conversation with the other lieutenant about about not knowing who I am, and mm. jump into the air, flipping the bird at the cashier and smashing into an old lady's wheelchair, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. which they handled really well. <laughs> he handled it really well. Uh, that's I, funny. I want to go back to what Joe said about the bits of philosophy in this game that intrigued him because I. There's a lot of interesting lore and world history here uh, uh, in this city. What What's it called? Revachal? Yeah. Um, that you can learn through conversations with people and they can tell you little details because you're, you don't know anything. You literally don't know anything about the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I've just spent a lot of time asking those questions to people and I want to know what, what led to... And I don't know. What yeah, the world the is city in a bad being. state. It's post. It's a post-failed revolution, <laughs> is what it Ye- is. Yeah. yeah, it's a post-failed communist revolution, and I want to know how people are dealing with that and what led to that. And I, I just want to know more. And it's, and that's part of it. And the other part is solving the murder, and then also figuring out who you are. <laughs> Right. See, yeah, that's really interesting because on the opposite spectrum, I'm much more interested in like uh, him linking what he's being told and talking to about how he feels about himself and mm-hmm. how he like the almost like the compart compart compartment uh, that thing <laughs> compartmentalization. Yes, yes, of of those feelings and how and like being able to decide which one takes precedence and which one you want to spend time right. focusing on. For example, you get thoughts that are problems that are just in your head and you can decide if you are going to take time to focus on one of those or multiple of them or or several of them at a time and uh work on figuring it out. And mm-hmm. I guess while you're focusing on that and figuring it out, certain aspects of your life are affected, which is true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, that is super fascinating to me. The whole idea of his, his, you being almost like the precursor logic in his brain and, and learning how to adapt with all these other 
things that do affect that in everyone's brain and, and just trying to figure out uh, which ones to give uh, to acknowledge, which ones you want to focus on, which ones you want to work on, just all these different things. Putting it in a way that is a video game style, I feel like can be super like introspective for people, right. including me. Yeah. So I liked it. That's it's really cool. That's it. That's hit on all sixes. We hit all aspects of the game between the three of us. We won. Well, we still have half an episode to do, but before that, I do need to catch 25 rock bass for this old, old man on the on the pier. It's time for a side quest. Let's go check that out. I'm excited. Let's go. What are those... Uh, what, what rewards did you guys get from collecting all those bases, as uh, Pearl likes to say? Um, B-A-S-S spells base. Bass. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Basses. <laughs> Got it twisted. My apologies. <laughs> You're the boss. Heck yes, I am. Um, I got something scary. What'd you get? Oh. I got a scary podcast on the Lunar Light Studio Network. Okay, tell me about it. I got Netflix and Kill. It's a podcast for horror enthusiasts who are ready to plunge the depths of Netflix. Uh, it is hosted by Kyle and Marty and occasional Hannah and various guests where they talk about Netflix movies that are the horror-related theme. Uh, and it's very fun, very scary, but if you don't like scary movies like me, well, you don't have to watch the movie. Instead, you get to hear a very funny and intelligent conversation about the movie by people (laughs) who have studied film. Yeah, and I'm going to be on it soon, so... Oh, dang, that's exciting. And I don't think I ever mentioned I guessed it on it, did I? I don't think you did. (laughs) Yeah, This is the first I've heard of this, honestly. Yeah, I think we skipped that week. Uh, I guessed it on an episode... Fairly recently, right before the holiday, I think, where we watched uh, Final Destination. Mm, Wow, no thanks. Okay. Um. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was existential dread for me, but it was Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Um, Joe, what did you get? Because I don't think you got the same drop as Ray. I did not. I got a different drop. And it's important that, uh, you know, I think we could really use this when we are talking about the world of Visco Elysium. Uh, it's Comradical, which is a podcast on Lunar Light Studio. Comradical is an educational podcast about socialism that seeks to take the high concept theories and ideas behind socialism and make them easy to digest little comedy pills for you to swallow. Pills. And in doing so, they hope to clear up a lot of the misconceptions and myths about the ideology. And the mucus in your throat, they are going to make you feel better. And maybe learn a few things about your body along the way. <laughs> nope, try again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Seize the means. Stay comradical. Which is really a message that everyone, again, in the world of Disco Elysium could probably use. Because there's some nasty stuff happening with the politics there. Um, yes. And I keep saying in the world of Disco Elysium as though it's not a really terrifying uh, look and lens through which you could view... Uh, this world, um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're going to keep pretending that that's just make-believe. I think keeping that separation is safe for us because <laughs> we're uncomfortable with the reality <laughs> implications of that statement. Um, for people to help you guide, guide you through into that, into understanding that reality without feeling too, too down about it. Uh, listen to Comradical. It's hosted by Haley Rose and Johnny Samivati every month. I believe it's released monthly on Lunar Light Studio. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we got to get back to the main quest now, right? Yeah. 
All right, cool. Experience points. It's time for me to find my badge. I still haven't found my badge. Me neither. I, don't, I bet you that badge doesn't exist. I bet you I'm not even a cop. Yeah, but, right? Yeah, I keep thinking, what if I kill the man? Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that one. But it's been... Well, I feel like if you were the killer, people would know about it. Mm-hmm. You kind of don't. It seems really like you do. haven't been very subtle. <laughs> yes. I yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I still feel like I'm implicated in some way, but that's just me putting on my guilt onto the character. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, we hit on all sixes, but there are some things that uh, I don't like about this game. Yeah. Um, let's, do you, I, let's do it. Oh, yeah. I don't like how they throw on sure. around the gay slur oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, a couple times there in the beginning. Not a fan of that. F really slur. not a fan of it. They blurt it out, which I understand that they understand the intensity of that word, but you uh-huh. could also just not have it. It's weird, right? Like yeah. They include it to, I guess, approximate reality more and mm-hmm. stay gritty and edgy, but they do censor it. They don't censor the word fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's not a hateful word. It's just a dirty word. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just so interesting to me because there's like blatant racists also in the game. Yes. Uh, yeah, for and sure. that's fine because you're not supposed to, Well, maybe you do like them, but you're not supposed the to character- like them. Well, yeah, the character is called like, like racist is in the character's name. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Make it very clear what kind of uh, thing you're expected to get from them. Right, right, but you're taking you know these the the gay slurs and just kind of throw them around like nonchalantly. Meanwhile, you have the racist character yelling at your face about racism. And mm-hmm. also, uh, some of the characters are homophobic, which also is kind of weird to me. I'm like, uh, uh, that one conversation I had with a very large bounce, uh, man who would not let me cross to the harbor. Uh, he would call he would um point out uh or or indicate that i was acting in a homosexual manner <laughs> as mm-hmm. as an insult or a means to belittle me which is why i decided to try to punch him <laughs> but mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. punch people people sorry you guys it's not a good idea you in failed that punch in video games i did fail that punch which i expected to i had a 17 percent uh you know success mm-hmm. right there but, but i had to give it a shot <laughs> so that reminds me of something uh that was brought up because there has been a lot of chatter about this in the fan discord um and i believe it was michaela who said that this game does the best job out of any video game that they've seen uh approximating what it's like to play DD. It's a single-player D&D game or mm-hmm. tabletop RPG. Mm. Oh, yeah. And the game does a really good job of having an answer. It's It feels like they're sometimes they're making things up on the spot. Like, when, for instance, when you're at a bar and you're trying to sneak away from a conversation that you are currently in and you fail that very n- near-impossible check, what happens? Like, what does your character do? How do you... How do you if fail? I was the, if I was the DM in that situation, like how how would I say you don't do that? Like okay, I guess you try to run out and you mm-hmm. trip and fall and land onto an old lady in a wheelchair. Yeah, and you take like, some that, damage. Yeah, <laughs> like that seems fair. Um, but the game the game does a good job of being able to. There's like I said, there's a ton of routes, and each of them are written 
mind-bogglingly well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I sometimes lose myself in all the choices that mm-hmm. you have, and I just go through them, and I'm like, okay, what does what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about this? But what if I want to choose this other option, yeah. but I won't be able to because I'm I'm choosing to do this instead? Or what if I fail, then I won't know? <laughs> it's, yeah, because taking certain paths definitely cut off the other paths for sure. Only yes. a few. Not it's. They do a good job of letting you explore as many as you can, but but there uh, are some lock that get locked if yeah. you fail, which is you know part of what the game is is that you have to build up your skills and you know succeed in those checks in order to move forward with that line of thinking that you're you're uh, mm-hmm. pursuing. I also want right. to talk about some of the things that I dislike about the game. Yeah, um, I don't like that there's okay so i get that it's a character that's not yours like he's not you there's a there's a, a very strong sense of like it, and it capitalized on the D aspect in mm-hmm. a way that's very important so if i'm playing D and i say i'm a chaotic good person um there are things that i shouldn't be able to do right right so there are things that you can't do as in as this cop you can't be righteous you can't be good you can't even pretend that you're not like this this yeah you can be like neutral or you can be like i am the law yeah i would Mm -hmm. never do that but it's i i i kind of like that like i think i know what you're getting at and like i kind of liked that i didn't really ever feel like i had good good options because Mm -hmm. it, it helped me put it onto the character for one yeah and understand who the character was and feel like i can try to do what i can to steer him in a good direction also it doesn't make you feel as bad about choosing the shitty options now the right. thing i don't like about mm-hmm. it is that in in certain scenarios you can like and it's not really it's more like a, uh, it just makes me feel icky it's not really a game fault because i think it's actually pretty it's really well done but you, you, there's sometimes you have no choice but to choose the absolute worst option like, right they right. nail you into just being the biggest dumbass, and then like, right. and then you kind of just have to deal with it. Like you don't have a way out of that. And I guess it's important to understand that this character is going to make mistakes, no matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. But also, that that's I, always weird in a game that feels like you can decide. Yeah. It forces you to do this thing that they know the character you would never do. already made a lot of really big mistakes before you had control of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to spend a lot of time dealing with the repercussions of that, of things that you didn't have any part in. Right. Um, but for me, I, yeah, again, I, I was able, I was able to like put that aside and be like, okay, I, I can try to fix these problems for you because I'm the kind of person that likes fixing other people's problems mm-hmm. for them instead of fixing my own problems. <laughs> uh huh. Oh gosh, that, that's a feel right there. <laughs> My biggest gripe with the game is an accessibility issue. Hi, this is Joe. Just wanted to dip into the episode really quick from the editing side of things and let you know that I'm about to go on to a short little rant about the time mechanic in this game and how it's affected by your ability to read in the real world with your real human eyes as a player. And I was mistaken on this front. Uh, The... Time only passes as you take actions in the game. It does not passively pass like I thought it did, which should be mentioned as a point of credit to the game that it does this so subtly 
uh, rather than something against the game like I have presented it here. So that'll make more sense in a second, but uh, I just wanted to get in and correct that and also say that this change does not affect any of my other opinions about the game. Okay, thanks for that, and back to it. I... I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I've always kind of felt like I struggle with reading. Um, like, it just takes me longer than I feel like most people. I have really good comprehension, but it's because I have to read everything two or three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I, I want to make sure I'm getting everything. And I, whenever I'm, like, watching somebody else play a game or something like that, they are always clicking through everything faster than I can keep up that, invariably takes me forever to read books anything like that mm. and the problem with all that with this game is that your clock is always going like when you're in conversations and stuff when you're reading the conversation your your time is ticking slowly and it feels like that time is a precious resource I'm not sure how precious it is but people that are better at skimming or know what the conversation is already are going to be able to get through that faster. Whereas I'm like, I'm like, I I know you're supposed to feel overwhelmed with the amount of things that you can do, but it just feels like it would make more sense to be like talking to this person costs a unit of time. And then you can have that conversation for as long as you want, but for it to be real time versus your real ability to read it as quickly as possible. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. That's the disparity that that bugs me personally. I I don't, like, I don't know what the best fix to that is. I didn't realize that the time was real time and that it was a resource, so I didn't know that. Because I I haven't played a lot of games. I might have been misreading it as well, but I thought I saw the minute counter, like, ticking up while I was just on a page with text. I didn't like progress anything or anything like that. It just ticked up because time was passing. Mm-hmm. I noticed it when I was in the, in the police car outside because while I was on the radio talking to the different stations, it got snowier and I'm like, Oh, it's, it's 10 AM now. Like mm. I've been okay. on the police radio for over an hour talking to these chumps. Like <laughs> that, that, stinks for me because i want to see as much as i can and i you know don't know how much time i have but that might be another hats off to like the the realistic aspect of it you know again that's fair i i agree but i feel like you can put that weight into time being a resource being like Mm -hmm. okay if you're gonna have this conversation with somebody it's gonna cost you a unit of time and you can have this many conversations in a day rather Mm -hmm. than being dependent on you, the player, your ability to mm-hmm. read at a certain speed. Right, or it would pause the time while you're in a conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah, I get it. So, that's my biggest gripe. It made me feel crappy because of that. Mm. I'm sorry, bud. Let's do a let's do a compliment sandwich here and finish out on some other things we liked. Uh, I like Lieutenant Kim. <laughs> Lieutenant Kim rules school. Yeah, he's everything. And he's just with... He's your partner in dazed crime, and he's the best. But he gives... Okay, so let me explain this a little bit. He gives me an ominous feel because of his unrealistic ability 
to tolerate me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, right? Right? it makes fair. me feel like he has an alternative motive because he handles stuff really well. And then if he actually has an issue with something, he brings me aside and tells me quietly. Yeah. I mean, he's the straight man in the in the in the relationship, right? Because you're kind of off, kind of completely your own thing. off kilter, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And he's there to kind of keep you in line in terms of the world and the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same like at the same time, he's he knows you're doing stuff that you can't do. Like you're you're not allowed to do that as a cop. And I right. don't know what kind of authority he has. And that's what I and he doesn't want me talking to him about himself, which is another reason why I'm like Yeah. There's there's well, something there's him. something more. I'm not saying that maybe right. it's not evil well, or malicious, but there's something Is more. this whole world constructed or something like that? Is this yeah. some kind of weird test? Is like this a video how game? how easily am I going to is this character going to accept the fact that they are a cop on a murder investigation without knowing that beforehand? Like when when you pair that up with all of the ancient reptilian brain stuff and limbic system stuff, mm-hmm. and you're like, what's really going on here? Like Kim just seems like like yeah like part of a video game. Like he's always going to be there and be by your side, but also he's monitoring you or something like. Yeah. I don't know how much of this is true, yeah. and this is this could just be me going off the rails because that's the character that I picked who was unstable and more likely to go off the rails. Yeah, yeah, yeah we all did that. Though. <laughs> we all decided to go that route. That's awesome. The fact that I'm like asking those questions and feeling this way, like that's that's a really incredible thing that yeah. for a game to accomplish. Yeah, we definitely start off twenty twenty right with this game, you guys, for sure. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> definitely uh, not my usual type, but I think in twenty twenty, I'm starting to realize that I no longer have a usual type of gaming <laughs> anymore. Yeah, yeah, yes. it definitely is right up my alley. I guess, Terrence, you're expanding your horizons. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god. I'll take my award and leave. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take your award and stay, Ray. Okay. Yeah, stay with us. All right. Stay with us. I'm your spleen. Actually, everybody get a voice. <laughs> <laughs> what does the spleen sound like? I was going to ask everybody to give a voice to this. Like, hey. Don't you just want to cough a little bit? Your spleen. You've drank a lot, haven't you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that voice. That is so, the official spleen voice. One thing yeah. I really like about the game is all of all of the item descriptions and everything. Like, the, oh yeah, the jacket that you pick up off the floor after waking up from your drunken stupor, and it says something to the effect of like, "It looks like it's been skinned off of some long extinct disco animal." Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Whoa, are you getting me? There's a lot of flavor. Which is There's the only co- connect I can make to Disco so far, and the fact that your character knows he's interested. I think his name might be Disco. Um, there's a there's yeah, there's a conversation about Disco also in there yeah. with the that one girl you talked to, mm-hmm. I believe, and when you first walk walk outside of walk your out room, the door, yeah. Oh, you were playing disco music. I think is what she said, yeah. and then it turned really sad. I think we're I think we're wrapping up. I know it's, yeah. it's, I I feel like we had a really jam packed conversation, but this is actually a shorter episode. Um, but I don't really know what else to say about it right now. So I guess I'll just ask the question: 
folks, do we think that Disco Elysium is something that we're going to continue to play after this episode goes up? So I'm, I'm going to say yes, because I, I have to know what happens. I have to, <laughs> I, there's questions that I really want to know. And it, it's not going to cost me to figure it out, you know, like, yeah. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not a. It's not a skill game. <laughs> like, yeah. You're not. Right. You're not battling a boss or anything. You're. You're uh, talking to people yeah. and figuring it out. You're yeah. deciding your stats. Yeah. Um. Well, I checked with my empathy, and my empathy says yes. Okay. I'm gonna. I. I. I personally want to know more about the world. <laughs> yeah. Still, that's why I really kind of don't care about the murder right now. Yeah. Um, I want to know more about. I don't care about the murder either, but everyone else does. Everyone else does, but I'm (laughs) like, like, it's your job or something. And it's like, I don't want to get fired, but also I lost my badge and my gun, and I owe a huge tab at a hotel, and I don't know where I live. So, like, maybe that's not my biggest problem right now. (laughs) Mm Um, I, I'm not planning on continuing to play this game. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, it bums me out. Okay. As much that. as I said that I love games that are dark and deal with people with uh, mental health issues and things like that, I don't know if I've had my fill or if I'm just not in a place that I want to deal with that right now, or maybe I just want a game that's a little bit easier to get in and out of and... I don't have to think as hard while I'm playing. And for whatever reason, as much as I loved it, and I think I, I really think it's an incredible piece of art, it just rubbed me the wrong way, and it, I bounced off of it. I mean, maybe I'll try it again someday and have a different reaction, but as of right now, it just feels like something I'm not willing to sink my time into. That's fair. Yeah. That's fine. And I'll validate you because... It does do, it, I mean, this is a weird thing. I didn't bring it up because I can't imagine it being a common thought, but, like, it gave me strong Darkest Dungeon dread, where it's like... It's, yeah, it is I, an intense I'm game. I'm not going to, it's, like, I'm not going to be satisfied with what is occurring anytime soon. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. it's it's an intense game. There's a lot of very interesting situations, I'll switch the word. I don't real. mean satisfied. I mean relieved. I'm not gonna right. feel relieved about what's going on for a right. really. I don't time. think I don't think there's a happy ending to this game. Mm. Yeah, I, definitely not. I think there might be. There might the be happy, one happy ending. The happy ending might be the the beginning of the game where mm. you just get to go back to being in the void. I that wow, might be Okay, thanks, Joe. <laughs> I mean, don't don't come at me. No, like I'm I, just sad now. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. That's the feeling that I get from the game and I I don't I don't really want to find that out. I, I'm not, I'm not driven to find out whether or not there is a happy ending or whether or not I can fix this man. So can I spoil it for you, or can I? Or do you just want the answer to that question? I, I do want you to spoil it for me, but I want you to do so off mic. Okay. Um, okay. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I don't have the spoiler yet. But oh, it sounded oh, like I see, you I did. See. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. No. I just You're want like, to know if, if that's okay. Yeah, I would love it. If you guys keep playing it, I would love for you to keep me up to date on, like, new stuff that you find and, and whatever. But I myself am not interested in spending time that's on it. That's totally fine. <laughs> well, that's that's the new horizon. We crested it. And we are here. Um, 
It's bright. It's kind bright. of chilly. But it's I have beautiful. a light jacket. But I brought a blanket. It's really beautiful, as well as disgusting. And uh, <laughs> we love it. So, how do you close this damn show? Uh, um, I mean, I think you say some shit. I say some yeah. shit. You Ray can find me at Ella Ray. You <laughs> That's not this one. <laughs> can find us at GNH Cashed on Twitter. And you can send emails to gnhpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for sticking with us and for all the positive feedback during the transition to our new name and, and brand and everything. Um, we're really happy with it, and we're glad you are too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't yet, pop into the Lunar Light Fan Discord and start a conversation in the Gaming New Horizons chat, because there's a ton of gamers there, and it's it's talk fun. about some gaming. Talk about some gaming. Any gaming? Any gaming? There's a. I mean, there's a lot of talk in there about Into the Breach, Disco Elysium, but like any game. The two the two core pillars of this podcast are video games and friendship, and you can find both right there. Um, so I love that. Wow, that was beautiful. Hey, that's that's what I am. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, um, you are. And please leave us a review. We haven't called for these in a long time, but uh, that's happening again. <laughs> please leave a review on iTunes and let us know what you think of the show and continue to share the show with your friends. We're getting more followers and we're getting more traction. And that means that you are already going out there and telling your friends about it and they're listening. So you're, you're doing the work and we appreciate you. Keep it up. It's awesome. We'd love to see it. Um, that's going to do it for us. This has been Gaming New Horizons. I feel like I have to have some like new flavors. No. Let me uh seasoning salt. There we go. Oh that was it? Uh, until next time, stay gamer. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, stay gamer. Until next time, stay gamer. Until What if I just say gaming at the end? Gaming. Ooh, gaming. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Run it back. Gaming. <laughs> Gaming. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.